Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And this is Song versus Song. We have a very special one today. We are going to be talking about two of maybe the most important songs of my lifetime, probably of my parents' lifetime. This is so big. This is such a big deal. We are at last talking about Weird Al's White and Nerdy versus The Lonely Island's I'm on a Boat. Wait, these are these are important to your parents? I mean, they're important to everybody, Lena. Little children in India, the unborn. I'm you need sure a third thing to make it funny. Uh, the remains of Abraham Lincoln. I'm sure that if we could bring him back to life, he would say, I have such strong opinions about Weird Al's White and Nerdy and the Lonely Islands I'm on a boat. It sounds to me like you'll be taking the lead on this one and not just because I'm sick. <laughs> oh, uh, Lena sounds like that because she's sick, everyone. I'm sick as hell. I mean, well, you're going to have to bump up the energy because, God damn it, we're talking about Weird Al. Don't you have strong feelings about Weird Al Yankovic? And or the Lonely Island? He's good. They're good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to need a little more than that. He's very good. They're very good. <laughs> Thumbs up. I, I, actually, I don't know what to say. I just want to go. This is going to be weird, a weird <laughs> episode, I guess. Because Weird Al is very important to a lot of us, especially those of us who are white and or nerdy. For a lot of us, this is how we got into music. Was he how you got... Boy, the brain's doing great. Was he how you got into music? I would say kind of, and by kind of, I mean, yes, absolutely. fucking And I, I found out this is a pretty common thing, especially with uh, parents who were a little restrictive on what you were allowed to listen to. Weird Al was kind of the gateway in. Like, you can't, you can't stop your kid from listening to Weird Al Yankovic. He's like, what if kids bop, but cool. Exactly. That's that's exactly right. There's no one cooler than Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, I, I don't disagree. But I am curious, like, what he means to the younger crowd, if anything. Because mm-hmm. when he was big, there was no uh, real competition for him. No, and it's interesting that it's been almost a full decade since his last full record the the sense i get from him is that you know he is not a young man anymore and he's a he's a little bored with his shtick he would have moved on to other things if he uh if those avenues had been open to him sure i mean he was stuck in a contract that required he release a certain number of full length lps and mandatory fun from 2014 was the last one of those and that's why other than the corresponding record to the Weird Al movie, he hasn't done anything else. He's done like a couple things here and there, little little one-offs. But it feels like by the internet era, there was at last competition for the throne. One of which would be The Lonely Island. And to be honest, I'm not sure I picked the right song here to put up against White and Nerdy. White which and Nerd- one would you have picked instead? Uh, I went with I'm on a boat simply because that's my favorite of the possibilities. I could have put D- Dick in a box. I could have put put Lazy Sunday. Lazy Sunday is was definitely the other alternate option. It's cl- <laughs> a little closer in release date to white and nerdy as far as white guys rapping about being white and nerdy. That is true. 
But you didn't pick that. You picked I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat felt a little cleaner because uh, Lazy Sunday. I, I'm not even sure that's technically the Lonely Island. It's been like folded into the Lonely Island discography, but that's Adam, Sam- Andy Samberg and Chris Parnell. And Chris Parnell is not really a member. No, he's not. So, you know, I've given us this long lead up. What would you say is the better song? As far as white, white comedians rapping an eternal uh, source of comedy. Uh, I got nothing but bad opinions on this. Oh, really? Really? Bad opinions all the way down. Oh, boy. So, White and Nerdy is, I suppose, you know, you were asking about the youth. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't really speak to, you know, your your, your Gen Z and whatever comes after that. But um, certainly to the people who are younger than me, which is a, a pretty easy bar to duck under. Um, you know, people that are like in their 20s, I suppose, let's say. Um, White and Nerdy is like the Weird Al song. It's the song. <laughs> his only song, yes. Uh, in the sense that it, it was his biggest hit, arguably, at least according to Chameleon Air, who wrote the original song, Raiden, is mm-hmm. the reason why Ch- Chameleon Air got a Grammy. That's nice of Chameleon Air to say. I, I it is. I, I kind of want to address a thing at the top here because uh, White and Nerdy is one of those songs that has um, posthumously gotten discourse has it now you yeah, know that's- I, mean, I, I think to a set, uh, to an extent the like it, h- how much has white and nerdy aged like milk i have missed that discourse or that discourse has missed me thankfully i'm i'm not surprised even at the time i was like the just the word white kind of made my eyebrows raise a little i was like huh go in there go in there uh weird al cuz I mean, well, he, literally, he literally is both white and nerdy. Yes. I think he said, like, it was a song I had been writing my whole life, really. Yeah. It's in my life I, story. I mean, Weird Al, there are moments where um, his jokes, where the idea is, haha, it's funny for him, Weird Al, who is many things amongst them, white and nerdy to be speaking in a way that is coded black and also gangster. Yes. Um, I've, I've seen him hit the B-boy stance a couple times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think that's perhaps as funny now as it was <laughs> at the time. You know, however, I am not go ahead. like, I am not surprised that there is discourse out there somewhere because it's a big wide internet. And, uh, this is the kind of thing people talk about now, but, I feel like for the most part, Weird Al is safe from this one. That's not one that's going to grow in any particular way. I think it's, you know what it was? I saw, I was doing a little bit of research and there there was an article from, I think the Washington Post Mm -hmm. where someone said, hey, my kids really like this song, White and Nerdy, and they sing it on, like if they hear it, they'll they'll sing it everywhere. They'll sing it in the car. They'll sing it on the, you know, when they're out hanging out with the other kids at the park, and is that okay? What if they end up saying this around their their friends who are black? Will this <laughs> upset them? Would, will they be right to be upset? What do I do? And the and I guess it was an advice column mm-hmm. of some sort because the Washington Post basically said, 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe don't do that. Don't have your kids do that. And you should probably have some kind of race talk with your kids. And my response to that was, well, I mean, you should probably have that talk regardless. I'm not really sure that Weird Al's <laughs> the reason you should be doing it. If that happens to be what, what, what makes it required, then I guess. But to me, to get it out of the way, um, White and Nerdy um, being a song that kids might still sing is not a problem, right? The idea yeah. of whether or not Weird Al's White and Nerdy has aged well or aged like milk is not the issue. The actual issue is that Chameleonaire's song, Raiden, has unfortunately aged very well. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. There's your problem right there. You got this thing set to evil like (laughs) that's really what's at hand. And I don't I don't think anything else really needs to be said on that topic. But I just wanted to get that out of the way. It is extremely funny that, you know, the the biggest controversy of Weird Al's career is that Coolio didn't like Amish Paradise because to him, Gangsta's Paradise is a serious work of social commentary and his people okayed it without uh, telling him. And he d- he thought, uh, you know, that diminished Gangsta's Paradise, or at least he did back in 1995, six or whatever. And he got over that. Meanwhile, Chameleonaire, he also has a song that is a social commentary song. And he immediately was like, I'm going to appreciate this. This is a sign of respect. It means I've made it. It means I am that I'm Michael Jackson big is what this means. So yes, I'm going to take it as He a had the Kurt Cobain response. Yeah. This is good for my career. I like Weird Al. It's it, it's just good all around that he's parodied me, and it probably has boosted the sales of my record in ways that it wouldn't have otherwise. Hooray. Yeah. And, I mean, we can, you know, in 30 years of hindsight, we can say that – uh, Gangsta's Paradise certainly has persisted, and Weird yeah. Al didn't take anything from him. I don't think so. We we've literally done an episode about it, and we haven't done one yet about Amish Paradise. <laughs> well, uh, not not yet. It had to be White and Nerdy versus uh, something by the Lonely Island. No, none of his earlier hits have any real analog. They, he had no competition in the eighties. He had no competition in the nineties. You're you're right about that. However. Or to get back to your original question, mm-hmm. which one do I like better? Here's the thing. White and Nerdy, successful though it may be, is not, in my opinion, Weird Al's best rap song. I don't even know if I would say it's his best rap song on this record. Oh, really? What's his best? I, I like, well, do we, are we going to count the Trap in the Closet as their <laughs> as, as, his parody of that uh, trap, the trap, trap in the drive through or whatever. I mean, that is, that is a very good song that goes for over 10 minutes. And I don't actually think it feels as long as it actually is. Is it really 10 is, minutes long? It's over 10 minutes long. It's like 10 wow. and a half minutes. Dirty by chameleon air. Like you said, has aged very well. Yes, it has trapped in the closet. Well, <laughs> Trapped in the Closet is an actual song where you can say that people remember the parody versions more than they remember the original version. Trapped in the Closet? Yeah, I mean, like, people know that Trapped in the Closet exists, but it mm-hmm. exists to be mocked. Uh, like, I don't think uh, Chameleonaire's Raiden is being mocked by anyone who is worth knowing. 
yeah, Ryden has 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 uh, you know it stood in there, it stayed up. It's a good track. Um, I think that perhaps my criticism of White and Nerdy is that it sort of feels as though this is an example of a time in which Weird Al might have been helped by having a featuring artist. Because part of what makes Chameleon Ears Riding is the Crazy Bone um, particular part of the song. Like, what he spits on that track is really good. And what he does is so different from what Chameleon Ears does. Mm -hmm. Like, his entire flow is so different, and yet it works so well that that's a part, other than all the other reasons why Riding is a song that sticks around, um, I think it's that his style um, and Chameleon Air style complement each other so well and that it's just Al all the way down unless you want to include um, the music video wherein, um, what's his face, Donnie... Um, Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond dances. And by the way, there is a, you can find on YouTube just like, it's like two minutes straight of just Donnie Osmond dancing behind Weird Al. You can see like just on the first take how prepared that man was, how much he understood the assignment. It's kind of incredible to see, but he's, you know, he's going nuts. Every, every scene of with Donny Osmond in it, in the video, every just like two second clip is the, is just astonishing. And I've watched that, that video quite a bit. It's a good video. Uh, but all that being said, the, the lonely Island, first of all, is three guys mm-hmm. and they're doing great work. They've got that Beastie, Beastie Boys edge to them. And also T-Pain is there. So to me, it's not even close. And I'm sad to say this because we talk about Weird Al often. And I think anyone who knows the show knows that I love Weird Al. Um, and I also really like The Lonely Island. But if these are the two songs, I just think that it's a landslide victory as far as quality for I'm on a Boat versus White and Nerdy. That's just a better song. When when did you first become aware of the Lonely Island? Were you watching SNL during that time, or uh, I definitely remember seeing uh, the Chronic. What calls it Narnia. Narnia? Lazy Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. Um, I think that was the first thing because I remember a lot of tracks that are on that record that um, I'm on a boat is on, um, including the Space Olympics, which to me is an, an underrated gem and one of my all time favorite tracks of all time. Um, it's really not actually great, but to me, it's the greatest. I've that, that thing has aged so well for me. I still quote it all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, suffice it to say, I knew the lonely Island before this album hit for sure. And well before this particular track we're talking about. I think there's like kind of a real fundamental difference between Weird Al's approach to comedy and, uh, the Lonely Islands. It's not just being older. It's that Weird Al is a product of MTV and the Lonely Island is a product of the internet. Well, sure. I mean, I think that, uh, what you find about, um, Andy Samberg, uh, specifically, but, um, Keevan and Yoram together with him is that when you listen to their records, they have tracks that are more skit-style stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that they're influenced by SNL guys, you know. I mean, Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler are buds. They've been in movies together. And even though Adam Sandler is certainly an epic unto himself, (laughs) uh, you can see how he is hugely influential on Andy. 
enormously so. Even though they do things very differently, there are times in which I catch Andy doing stuff and I'm like, you learned that from Sandler, dude. And I don't think he would ever disagree. The first thing I remember from uh, the Lonely Island guys was their digital shorts. And they, I, the first one I remember is the, the one with Andy Samberg randomly punching people. <laughs> Andy Samberg punches people while eating and he does a little dance. And it's that kind of random 2000s uh, internet humor that I think of when I think of the Lonely Island first. That's where they came from. And actually, the, the first thing, like the, the roots of Lazy Sunday was Chris Parnell, not not the other three guys. Yep. I remember like in the like late 90s and early 2000s, his bit was that he'd get on Weekend Update and he would drop about uh, two verses of hardcore gangster rap for, out of nowhere. So really, Chris Parnell has not really gotten his due, I don't think. I mean, Chris Parnell, I, I think, has done just fine. <laughs> Yes, Chris Parnell, I I I, susp- I mean I don't know what he's doing these days, but I hope he's doing I hope he's doing well. I hope he's happy. Um, I mean he was a regular on Thirty Rock for a long time as um, Doctor Spachemin. Well, he's got that Archer money, I'm sure. Yeah, so I, I'm sure so he'll I get. Think, voice I think he's doing just life. fine. Yeah. yeah, I love both these songs, and for the record, I think the joke about white people rapping is hack. It is utterly hack. I hate it almost all of the time. We are talking about two big exceptions right here. And and for the like the the boats and hose bit from Step Brothers, hate it. I absolutely hate it. I remember when white and nerdy dropped. First off, I noticed that word white, and I'm like, that's that's literally racial humor. That is something Weird Al has to dance carefully with. And he pulled that off, and I was like, you know what? This is actually really impressive. I also went with I'm on a boat. Yeah, I don't. And I love Weird Al. I'm a lifelong fan of his. And it isn't. It truly isn't. That's why I wanted to get it out ahead of time. I didn't want people to think that I'd somehow been influenced by the discourse, right? I acknowledge the discourse. I just, when I pick one song over the other, it's not really much of a reason for me. Although, I mean, he is acknowledging that he is white and nerdy. It's literally the title of the song and what the song is about. Whereas... I am not really sure. Like, how many times would you say Andy and Yorm and Keeve fixate on the fact that they are white Jewish guys? Like, how much of their career is on that and how much of it is just that they happen to be rappers that are also comedians, you know? Like, their three joke MCs <laughs> is, the I think, the majority of their career. And when they bring up being white, it's like they did a track about Japan called Japan. Yes, I, I know that one. And there, the, the they make jokes about being three white guys going to Japan. But the joke isn't even really that. The joke is that they are writing the song so they can make a music video so that the, the people behind their record have to pay for all the things that they're going to do in Japan for the music video, which is I, very funny. Yeah. They didn't get to make that music video, though. I know. What a crime. <laughs> but- Japan! I feel I feel like they wore out their budget with I'm on a boat because that that is an actual boat. It is. It is an actual boat. It's a big blue watery road. (sighs) It's a great track. It's just so good. I I love that track. And I remember thinking the first 30 times I watched it, like 
I know this is funny. I die laughing every time I see it. What exactly is the joke? Why is this funny? Because even before we get to the rapping, he just shouts, I'm on a boat over and over again. And I was like, this is the funniest thing I have ever seen. And I'm not sure why. It's because the idea of boasting about boating (laughs) is funny. That's it. It's very uncomplicated. I think that you there there are random is funny aspects to that track, but mm-hmm. at its core, m- making a big deal just because you're on a boat, right? That you have mm-hmm. this idea. You, I've seen music videos. Look at how no. cool those guys are when they're on a boat. Well, I'm on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> Look at me. Like that's funny. That is both. If you knew nothing about the culture. And you just thought someone boasting about being on a boat is funny. If you know that there are music videos wherein guys are basically boasting about being on boats, you understand that that culturally is funny. And then they do all these weird things, including have T-Pain be on the track, which it's just layer on. It's a layer cake of funny. Yeah, it's it's almost shocking that T-Pain didn't have a boat video already because he is like he was emblematic of that entire era of hip hop and R and B. Yeah. The Lonely Island really did him a service. As far as I'm concerned, they gave him a boat video <laughs> and the best boat video that there's ever been. Um, I also think it's very important to acknowledge the fact that, um, that is one of at least two tracks on that album that makes a point of clowning on the Santana <laughs> champagne. <laughs> He's they're drinking Santana champ. Cause it's so crisp. It's so funny. I think the opening track is just about that. Like they yeah. just open clowning on the idea that Santana has champagne. <laughs> is no, I mean, the, the joke so, is that so, it was so ridiculous then and it remains ridiculous now. Yeah. Uh, instead of Cristal or uh, Patron, it's a crappy vanity beverage from Carlos Santana. I, I thought about getting some. Oh man, we should have. What a what a mistake if we were going to cover Incredibad. I mean, it's it's, it's probably we, we really should have done. Yeah, Santana DV, DVX. Like the fact that we didn't like pop open some bubbly, some Santana DVX bubbly. Well, you're you're too sick to be drinking anyway. Um, well, I mean, I'll die for this. <laughs> I'll die for this. Also, very quickly, just to say it, um, White and Nerdy is a good track. Uh, I prefer. All about the Pentiums. That's a, to me. I like that track better. Let's say uh, being a nerd is not an uncommon theme in the Weird Al discography. It is, and I think that part of what I like about All About the Pentiums is that the white part of it is more implied. Lied. There, there are black nerds in that video. Yeah, like, yes, the fact that Weird Al is white and that that in some ways informs the the way in which he's a nerd and the why of which he's a nerd. Like, I think that that's there, but it's not it's not stated so outright. It really is focused on the the ridiculous idea of um, instead of being all about the Benjamins, it's like all about, you know, constantly being on the bleeding edge of computer technology, the bleeding edge of 1999 computer technology. It's hilarious, and it's even funnier to me now because you're like, wow, all about, like, man, he's got that P90. Like, 
I don't know. It's just funny. It, it's a funnier track. I think it hits. I think it hits harder. I think it works better. And also because he's kind of going after um, Puff Daddy. I don't know. Like the braggadociousness of Puff is so uh, unearned <laughs> that it. I, I just there's layer on layer. Again, it's a layer cake of funny to me. So I, I think I just prefer that song. And in fact, I would say um, I'm trying to figure out where I would land the um, white and nerdy track as far as times in which Weird Al raps. Like what? Like what's my rating? Like what? What's the best of his rap songs, and what's the worst? Because he's been doing it for a long time. Did, did he? Did he do it prior to? I can't watch this, or is that the first? I believe that's the first. No, no, he has a a, a parody of Tone Loke's Wild Thing. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, I guess we kind of have to give it to that. To me, the very first time I heard him do it, and the first time that I was like, "Wow, this is kind of something else," was when he did "I Can't Watch This," which is a parody of. I can't, you can't touch this. If, if you didn't know, uh, MC yeah. Hammers, you can't touch this. And to this day, I still remember how that one goes, at least the beginning. Do you remember it? He goes, I can't watch this. Ding, he goes, ding, ding. my, my, my TV makes me so bored, makes me say, oh my Lord, what is this garbage here? When I cover my eyes and plug my ears, it sucks. And that's no lie. It's about as much fun as watching paint dry. Lowers my IQ one notch. And that's the reason why uh, I can't watch. It's great. That's a really good lyric. Very strong. I, I knew this was going to be a nerdy episode when I picked this, but we are launching over a very high bar here. Yes. <laughs> I feel like shit and I still managed. You know, it's funny because uh, so a lot of the comments were like, a lot of them were like, this is absolutely no contest. Weird Al has no peers. Nothing can top white and nerdy. Like, the, the, they were insulted that I even uh, proposed this. <laughs> and you're you're out here. So I I, th- I think White and Nerdy is like legitimately a, a top ten track for Weird Al. I mean, I, I don't. Look, I don't lo- it's not a top five for me, but top ten. Yeah, I would say that. I think undeniably the man is spitting like <laughs> bars for days. Like it's I cannot deny that he does a very good job with the track. Right? If mm-hmm. we're just going straight up, like how how is his flow like? How like how are the lyrics? I it is strong. I'm not going to deny it for sure. And I think part of the reason why I don't have as strong uh, a vibe towards it is, and I think we talked about this before, where um, Weird Al is the ultimate example of your favorite Weird Al album is the first one you heard. Yes, right. There's a lot of artists where that's true, but I I don't know if there's any artist for whom that is more true than Weird Al. And Straight Outta Limwood represents a period in time where I just wasn't as big on him in the sense that if he dropped a record, I was on top of it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think I was quite like that after Running With Scissors. I think that other than that, like I don't I don't think I like rushed. I wasn't like, run, don't walk, to pick up the new Weird Al, Weird Al album um, until Mandatory Fun, right? So like... Straight Outta Limwood is an album that I would say that today is probably the first day that I listened to straight through beginning to end. I don't think I'd ever done that before. I'm always going to be a Weird Al guy. Love his shit. I did definitely listen to that as soon as I could. But it's really interesting to see that this basically saved his career. 
Like he could have been like a relic of the MTV era. His last album had bombed completely. It didn't even go gold. He usually up gets a multi-platinum uh, response, and this one did. Last one did absolutely nothing. There was no music video for it. Quite honestly, it wasn't that great. Like if you want to talk Eminem, I mean, uh, Weird Al rapping, his Eminem parody is no good at all. It's yeah, I guess we could say that pretty safely. It's absolutely at the 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 bottom bottom. Uh, and I'm not really sure how Trash Day does, which is the hot in here. Trash Day is a little better. I I, I do it, like that one. Yeah, but it. I mean, like Couch Potato is is pretty bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah, Poodle Hat is sort of famous. I think that that was. I just remember a buddy of mine uh, owned Poodle Hat and really liked it, and I thought. I don't get it. And that was the very first time I had ever felt that way about Weird Al. And this came four years after Running With Scissors, which to me is his finest work. Uh, (laughs) Running With Scissors has got absolutely just some of the best tracks I have ever heard in my life. Um, All About the Pentiums is on that album, and I love that track so much. And Albuquerque closes that album, which is just... One of I, it's, I think that's top five best original tracks of his. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. The Saga Begins is not only a better telling of the Phantom Menace, it is also a better song than Don McLean's American Pie. Okay, it's it is my number one ride or die Weird Al song. The Saga Begins is tremendous, and you know this for a fact that if we are doing anything that involves people standing up in front of other people and holding a microphone and singing other people's songs, that that is a song I will be doing. White and nerdy goes. Weird Al was not meant to rap. He came up in the 80s before rap was even a thing. And song parodies are a lot easier to do with songs that do not have as many words as hip-hop does. And so it was like kind of like a... it always seemed like kind of a dicey proposition for Weird Al to rap. But white and nerdy, he is matching crazy bone f- flow for flow, which is absolutely nuts to think about. Like, I, I think even Chameleon Air was like, wow, he's got bars. I don't think anyone would deny it. Uh, and anyone who does is lying to themselves. <laughs> and the, the that wasn't even meant to be the single. Well, no, it wasn't because there was supposed to be another single that never came out. Well, it did come out unofficially, right? Right. It's supposed to be parody of uh, James Blunt. You're beautiful. It's called You're Pitiful. It's not great. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's the best thing that's ever happened to Weird Al was getting turned down for that. I think Weird Al said as much. I was like, yeah, that someone up there is looking out for me that uh, you're be- the James Blunt's people never okayed it. I mean, White and Nerdy is a much better song. It's much funnier. What's your favorite part? What is my favorite part of White the video? And Nerdy? The yeah. Oh God, that's really really hard to say. I mean, I do like the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that Key and Peele are there. It is many years before they were famous as Key and Peele. Before. Someone in this video is going to win an Oscar someday. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I like MC Escher. That's my favorite MC. <laughs> uh, keep you 40. I'll just have an Earl Grey tea. 
but which is weird because they bring up the the do I like Kirk or do I like Picard part later when clearly yeah. the answer is Picard. That's why, you, that's why you said the Earl Grey tea part, Al. Just the blunt, yo, I got myself a fanny pack. That is That one line is so much funnier to me than most things. Just like the simple statement, I'm on a boat, is funny to me. You know what's amazing? People really like fanny packs now. They making a comeback? They do. They make a comeback. Um, sometimes for real and sometimes as a joke. But either way, I have certainly seen the rise of the fanny pack in in this decade, the 2020s, that we are recording this episode. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, look, the 90s are back, and, and I definitely remember fanny packs being around in, in the early and mid-90s. All right, well, kids, a history lesson. In 2006, fanny packs were not cool, and no <gasps> one was wearing them. That's true. I got to say, my, uh, the, my favorite part of the video is Key and Peele. Even before I knew who they were, the, just the, the sheer panic when Weird Al approaches them and they slam the, the, the lock on the door. Like, oh, go, 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 go. I mean, uh, he does look like a, like a psychopath, doesn't he? <laughs> God knows what that man's going to do. He's white and nerdy. <laughs> here, here in the 2020s, that kept me in a lot of things. You might uh, buy up something like Twitter and decide to bring about the end of times. Ugh. What's the best part of I'm on a boat? Oh. Uh, I mean, it feels trite to say I fucked a mermaid, um, <laughs> doesn't it? It the thing is that the first time you hear it, it that that part definitely sticks out because the whole thing is great, and like even just the beginning of the music video where they're talking about like like he's he's like oh, I'm like I got pick. I got I got three tickets to be on a boat. Who am I gonna bring? <laughs> Keeve. And yeah. T-Pain. <laughs> it's so funny. The, and the camera's angle shows you that T-Pain has been there the entire time. It's hysterical. Again, the um, the reference to Santana's champagne is absolutely hysterical <laughs> to me. I don't know. That whole song hits so good. It's just bars on bars on bars that that's the reason why it wins. Like, I Fucked a Mermaid comes to mind because... It's it it it's as close to that song it's as close as that song gets to stopping on the word stop. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. For me, it's a it's even the part about it's a big blue watery road. Road. It's funny because it's just like a terrible line, just the easiest rhyme you could think of. And and for what's worth, like the Lonely Island has bars too. I'm on a boat oh, yeah. and it's going fast and and. <laughs> I got a nautical theme Pashmina Afghan. Afghan. Oh. It's so good. Yes, it's the th- listen, let's just say this. Weird Al hits an all-time high um as far as um being able to spit bars on white and nerdy. No doubt. Um that's the best he ever does. The thing about the Lonely Island guys is that they are actually good MCs. They are in fact very fucking good at what they do. They are, it's the consistency. That's what it boils down to for me, right? It's not just like every once in a while they decide they're going to do this, you know, like they let Natalie Portman rap on a track and it's like (laughs) Natalie Portman's got more in common with Weird Al in that way than Weird Al has in common with Lonely Island, you know? I mean, the, the Natalie Portman thing is like, reminds me of Wayne Brady and the Chappelle Chappelle show sketch. Oh, that yeah. she is just going as hard as she can with it. 
She's Natalie like she Portman, is selling bitch. It. Yes. It's just that it's a lark when Weird Al does it, and being MCs is the norm. That's what the Lonely Island are. They're three MCs. And no DJ. Yeah. They're just the Beastie Boys, but funny. Er. <laughs> I think I eventually decided that the joke of I'm on a boat was that they have the symbol. You know, the boat symbolizes, you know, wealth and, you know, the come up from the bottom. But there is no symbolism to it. And just seeing them focus on the symbol and just forgetting all of the subtext and just erasing it is... I don't know. I have a whole pretentious thing about dissonance here, but let's say it's really funny. This boat engine makes noise, motherfucker. <laughs> what a what a bold statement. Yes, I think I'm going with I'm on a boat. But for me, this is like a razor thin margin. I mean, like Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't I didn't even get that reference. <laughs> Apparently, uh, like I wasn't it's a this, sport reference. Yeah, I wasn't watching much basketball in the 2000s. Apparently, Kevin Garnett just screamed anything is possible once at, in a post-game interview. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem always was, oh, I was going to say this will be a short episode. It's already been like 40 minutes. <laughs> next, next, we do, <laughs> next we do UHF versus Popstar. Oh, well. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, oh, no. That, Lonely Island's coming out on top for, for me for that one, too. I mean, if you want to know, we do bonus episodes where we have talked about We've talked UH- about both. We've yes. talked about both. Yes, you people are predictable. <laughs> I'm what you make us Well, review. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Who's predictable? Who, who, who predicts to predict? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a, self, it's a self-reinforcing. Yes. We are we who we are. Really. We're predictable, so we attract a certain kind of uh, listener, I think. I, here's what I'll say about um, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Just the part in which Connor for real is incognito by wearing those ridiculous ridiculous prosthetics that make him look vaguely like Jason Siegel is absolutely <laughs> the funny. I every time I'm on the floor crying, I laugh so hard. It's so stupid. You want to okay. do the questions? I feel yes, like I we maybe go the there. Yes. So we do this thing. You see. Um, after we babble for a really long time, trying to make sense of all the nonsense by using four, count them, four questions that uh, are very serious, very reasonable, logical questions that anyone would ask if they were doing a podcast where they were pitting one song against another song. Question number one is, one of these songs is going to stick around and the other one's going to disappear forever. Like it was never there, right? I was going to make a usual suspects reference, but then I decided not to. Um, which song for the culture has to stay? Todd. Hmm. I feel like white and nerdy is more important to weird Al's career, even though this was like his final triumph, but like it feels like such an important capstone to his career. I don't want to live in a world without I'm on a boat though, either. Let me ask you a question. And the question is this. How much do you think Chameleon Air is correct in that part of the reason for the success of Raiden can be attributed to the fact that so many more ears were brought to it thanks to Weird Al's parody? I mean, he only he parodied it because it was already a number one hit. But there were lots of number one hits in 2006 that we don't talk about anymore. I haven't heard anyone talk about Grills by Nelly. And it, <laughs> 
Just had that one in your back pocket, ready to come out. I just, I just know that that, that was a, a number one hit that year. I, I mean, I feel like "Riding Dirty" is a song that can hold up on its own and would and would still be here without Weird Al. That said, it certainly didn't hurt. I'm, I'm sure Chameleon Air has a few uh, extra chameleons in his pocket because of Weird Al. <laughs> I also don't know where the Lonely Island is without I'm on a boat. Maybe do they still hit? Because the thing is, they were so popular vis-a-vis SNL and those sketches. But like, to me, that I'm on a boat track exists so outside of SNL. Whereas the other things feel very much a part of that. Very much a part of the soup of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Lady... um Lazy Sunday, Dick in a Box, Jizz in My Pants. Those are those are SNL skits to me. Versus I'm on a boat, which I, I don't. Yeah, Space Olympics, yeah. again, is... You uh, know, there's, it's a curious thing, though. Would T-Pain have had a longer career without I'm on a boat? Because I feel like that it did for him what uh, Dave Chappelle did for Lil Jon, where it kind of, kind of turned him into a joke. I don't... I mean, I guess I can't answer that. You're saying a thing, and I can't tell if it's apocryphal or not. I mean, it could be. It could not be. I don't know. I mean, there's a good chance we'd have been sick of T-Pain after that anyway, because T-Pain was incredibly overexposed by the time I'm on a boat came out. I would I would keep white and nerdy, I think. I'm going to agree. Yeah. I'm going to agree. All right. Um, question number two is a question of history. You can be a fly on the wall. You can experience from soup to nuts everything, including the music video, for one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which is the one for which you want to see the sausage get made? Which which secrets do you want to know? Uh, I feel like there's a lot more sausage with Weird Al because there's a lot of things going on in that video. You got to see him r- learn to ride the Segway, see Key and Peel in their pre-prime, on the other hand, with I'm on a boat, you're on a boat. And that seems like a pretty nice... You are on a nice boat, motherfucker. That's <laughs> just a fact. That's just science. And I could... See, I don't know if I could pass up the chance to take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, this song just hits so well. I kind of think it's more interesting to see Al's story for a myriad of reasons, but also just because he's Weird Al. I just want to watch that man work. Like, period, full stop. I want to know. Hardest working man in showbiz. I want to know what that process was like, (laughs) especially because we have this idea of it, it wasn't recorded or created under the typical circumstances. Yeah, they put that. I, I guess they put that together really quick. It came off really well. That's an excellent video. Yeah, I think it's. It would be more exciting to me because that is a true lightning in a bottle situation, right? It's true crunch time. It's just. It's a perfect storm track. Uh, maybe you'd lose the magic in knowing everything, but I don't. I want to know anyway. All We're right. now coming out strong here. Yep. Here we go. Question number three. Oh. Oh, man. Megan the Stallion. She is about to get up to a night of hot, nerdy girl shit. She is going to get ready for said night of hot, nerdy girl shit. 
by including one and only one of these two tracks on a hot nerdy girl shit playlist. Todd, which song now and forever is hot nerdy girl shit? You know, the answer is the answer is both. <laughs> but it's it's oh God. What do you think of this? You know, Megan is a little nerdy herself. Yes, she loves anime, which I don't know if is, if that's nerdy anymore, but for a long time it was. I'm going to say it's still nerdy. Sure. I'm I mean, on a people bu- will hang out with you. <laughs> the nerdiest thing a person can do, like anime. Yes. Like, I'm on a boat, goes. That beat is hard as fuck. That is my answer. I'm on a boat. Because, like, you can take it as a like. When I think if like Megan is listening to it, it's not even a joke song anymore. It's like a legitimate celebration of being on a boat. I mean, I think this is probably the one occasion where you can just say she's she's not white and nerdy. Yeah, it's a little too white. She's, I guess. she's only 50 percent of those things. <laughs> so, I mean, not that she can't enjoy the track, but if Meg's making a playlist. Only one of these is hot girl shit. Like, I don't even include the nerdy part. Uh, straight yeah. up, I'm on a boat, is hot girl shit, period. Moving on, not only to the last question, but also the most important question uh, in all of human creation. William Shatner, uh, actor, Othespian equestrian, singer, we're going to give it to him. Man, I really half-hearted that. You get yeah. it. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shot upon? Very few people can pull off the crazy bone flow. And I feel like William Shatner attempting to do it would just be a train wreck. And if you like train wrecks, that's what you'd go with. But I think he would get more out of I'm on a boat. If you like train wrecks. You should watch the Todd in the Shadows music video series, Train Records. I, I, I got to go with I'm on a boat because I feel like if there is any man who appreciates being on a boat, it's probably William Shatner. Like he is a captain. He is. Uh, that actually, I was going to argue for I'm on a boat and I was trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> he is a captain is the best way to do that. <laughs> That's, there's actually nothing else to say. All right. Well, so I, I think we came out even on that one. We did. It's two for two, uh, which means we've got to rely upon the listeners who are, as always, more intelligent than we are. What do they have to say, Todd? All right. Wait to slaughter rights. I'm on a boat because to this day, I can't look at a pair of sandals, slides, slippers, etc. without my brain screaming, flippy floppies. I got my flippy floppies. All right. Gone writes, not only am I incredibly nerdy and with the complexion of a sheet of loose leaf paper, but once I was arrested for drug possession after being pulled over. So I am white and nerdy and have literally been caught riding dirty. So I'm voting Weird Al. (laughs) And absolutely nothing bad happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kim Putlin writes, I'm so white. I didn't know White and Nerdy was a parody of Ride and Dirty until I was in college, about seven or eight years after it was popular. 94.9, the point, did not play rap. I read that one because I have to know, are you from the uh, Southeast Virginia area 
or does literally every area in the world have a 94.9 the point? That seems unlikely. And certainly there isn't one where I grew up because when I heard that, I was like the point, like Harry Nelson's the point. I feel like maybe not everywhere, but it wouldn't surprise me if there are multiple 94.9 the points. There are right. many points where there is a 94.9 the point. Did you want to say the point one more time? No. Anyway, DK Jones writes, Lonely Island are like pharaohs who believe they are gods, whereas Weird Al is actually divine. Weird Al for the win. There are a lot of comments like that that said that Lonely Island just, you know, whatever you want to say to them, they're not Weird Al. That's not the, I mean... This has got to be a weird uh, thing to listen to. I don't think to. that's 90, 90, what was it? What, what's, what was that station? 94.9 The Point. Yeah, I don't think that's 94.9 The Point. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, someone with an unreadable name, Skadegs, writes, I recently got my first savings card as a full-fledged 21-year-old adult, and the first thing I use it on is to vote for I'm on a boat in this poll. Thank you for your service. Yes. And, all- and, your, and your money. Everyone who is getting money for the first time, we need to remind you that what you really need to do is give it to us. Give us your money. This is yeah. What, what are you? What are you going to give it to some Patreon of a video series? Those people don't need it. What are you going <laughs> to give it to some some Twitch streamer? Some Andrew Tate wannab? Definitely don't do that. Yeah, uh, but one hundred percent give it to us. Every every penny you are going to spend. On some place else on the internet, give to us instead because I would say more often than not, it's money better spent. You don't actually need to pay us to vote in the poll. Actually, yes, you do. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell them the truth, Todd. <laughs> Shh. All right. Franco Del Rosario writes As talented and funny as they are, and through no fault of their own, I can only ever associate Lonely Island with that late 2000s era of YouTube where every viral hit was an auto-tune mess with mean-spirited frat bro humor and every video thumbnail was just boobs. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, it was a, a rough time. The uh, knockoff college humor time. I mean, I am, I am a, an artifact of 2000 internet humor that hasn't aged well, so I completely get what you mean. I also completely agree with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kyle Boyd writes, when I was in high school, I had an AP Latin teacher who I would describe as a hundred year old woman in the body of a 40 year old woman. Some of the students showed her I'm on a boat and she absolutely fucking loved it so much so that when the class got T-shirts, they all said in nave sum on them, which is Latin for I'm on a boat. This one is for her as an apology for never trying in her class, not even a little. Yes, that huge is, respect to her. Yes. Huge respect to your Latin teacher. Carrick. Big ups to Latin, Dad. Yeah. Carrick writes, boat or Segway? I'm going to have to go with the Segway on this one. I mean, you can do that. All but right. Boat. What do you think? <laughs> segway or boat? I'm going I don't know. boat. I've never been on a Segway. <laughs> I, I, I know how a- rare that is. Like I, I don't have a driver license. I don't like, know how many people have been on segways. Yeah, I'm on a segway. It's just not as relatable. All right, Adam Hicken writes: A day will come when T Pain is on Song versus Song as the lead artist. 
but it is not this day. I've been trying. We've we've spoken highly of T-Pain, I feel. We've we've been T-Pain defenders. Yes, we did. uh, We did low. We did. That's uh, right. You know, T-Pain was like more of a feature artist anyway. So who knows? Maybe we'll just keep putting T-Pain songs on here where he's not the lead artist. I haven't wanted to do like a T-Pain versus Akon, but that would be a, a blowout. It made sense at the time. All right. Okay. Stu the Shoe writes, once again, my least favorite type of person is that person who only knows slash likes a song because of the Weird Al version. I can't believe this is going to happen again. It already happened. Yes. I mean, the, you're ta- are you talking about kids? <laughs> you don't like kids? All right. One last one, and I can't believe we didn't think of this already. Merda D'Artisto writes, well, the Shatner question is going to be easy with this one. Does he like Kirk or does he like Picard? Oh, (laughs) mm, well, I like Picard. I like Cisco. I feel like I'm going to take the the third party answer. Who's your wait? Who's your captain? You're picking one Star Trek captain. Who's your captain? That's the only question I thought was hard. I don't know. I uh, I don't. I want to say. No, I can't, I can't pick. They're 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 just so wonderful, both Kirk and Picard. Um, I mean, I the the answer is that I I pretty much like. I mean, I like most of them. Put it that way. I have tried to get over the hump on Jonathan Archer. Uh, and I know many people have, and I don't want to uh, disrespect anybody who would say that Jonathan Archer, Archer is their number one. I think for some people that was just the first show they watched, and for some people they just liked that guy. But uh, I don't know. Cisco, for me, growing up it was Picard. It's Cisco now, and um, I actually do like Janeway. As unpredictably, let's say, as she can be written, I love Katie Mulgrew so much, and I think she's so great on that show that – I think for me, it's actually at this point, Cisco number one, Janeway number two, and Picard number three, and Kirk number four, um, which doesn't even get to uh, some of the newer shows because I, I like all of the captains on the new shows, all of them. Anyway, uh, I am way too white and nerdy. Oh, man. We, we made this show, and then you managed to hijack it with your overwhelming Star Trek nerdery. So this, this episode was really a gift to you. I literally, Todd, just wrote an article last week as of this recording about um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the episode duet, and the importance of restorative justice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I need a life. Back to the topic at hand. We have one thing. Back to the topic at hand. Sorry. Perfection is perfection, so I'm going to let them understand. I'm white and nerdy. (laughs) All right, we have one last thing to do. That is, of course, the results. Lena, who do you think won the white and nerdy off? Oh, Weird Al won this. I know he did. <laughs> I know our listeners, um, and he won. I think he probably won handily, too. I'm going to say it's a 70, no, 65-35 split for Weird Al. All right. For a total of 636 to 300 Weird Al remains king he's white he's nerdy and you were uh, you were almost exactly right in between your two guesses is exactly where it landed 
Although a lot of the comments were talking about what a landslide this was, I think uh, Lonely Island made a late surge in there somewhere. Because yeah, I, I don't consider a you know a two thirds to one third split a, a landslide, at least not for a uh, not on this show. We've heard certainly seen much worse. We have. I uh, I respect and understand the public's response. I stand by my opinion that I'm on a boat is better. All right. Well. If you would like to uh, vote in more polls, more votes means more accurate. Yes. You can go to our Patreon where we put up these polls for you to vote on. And if you actually give us money, not only can you vote, you can listen to our bonus episodes. And if you give us a lot of money, you can make a suggestion about what we uh, what we review next. We review one movie or TV show every month. This uh, this month you gave us something called Over the Garden Wall. Well, we'll we'll see if that holds steady. But as yeah. of right now, that's the one. I've never seen it. I I think I've heard of it. I don't know what that is. I have. We might actually need to bring in a ringer uh, for that. I might bring in the whitest and nerdiest guy I know <laughs> for that one. But uh, but Maybe. that remains to be seen. Certainly, yeah, that's it's you, Todd. Um, but yes, uh, that is probably what's going to be the next episode. Last time we did Barbie, and I dare say that's one of our better episodes. That was a really good episode, yeah. So it's worth spending the buck, put it that way. All right. And also you get to vote. Obviously you can't vote, is my understanding, (laughs) unless you spend the dollar, so. All right, that's great. So are you ready for the next episode? I'm really hoping I'm going to be less sick. What is it? (laughs) We will be doing Bullet with Butterfly Wings. By the Smashing Pumpkins versus My Hero by the Foo Fighters. <sighs> Two Titan World is a vampire. <laughs> uh, it's a, oh, it's a Halloween episode. I didn't even uh, plan that. That's pretty good. All right. All right. Hell yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.